Welcome to Hot Topics in Kidney Health, brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation. Each episode, we highlight the latest in kidney research, bring you up-to-date news in kidney care, dispel myths, and answer your kidney health questions. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people with kidney disease discover us. We really appreciate it. On this episode, National Kidney Foundation CEO Kevin Longino interviews Kathleen St. Jean, Chief Commercial Officer of 34 Lives. Today, you'll learn why so many kidneys don't make it to transplant and hear about a potentially groundbreaking innovation that will help more donated organs get to people on the wait list. For far too long, treatments for kidney disease haven't changed. Launched in 2021, the NKF Innovation Fund works to accelerate funding, development, and commercialization of therapies that kidney patients need and deserve. The fund invests in early to mid-stage companies that are developing innovative, patient-centric kidney therapies to prevent kidney disease, eliminate the transplant waitlist, and provide better, safer treatments for dialysis patients so they can live fuller and more productive lives. For more information about the NKF Innovation Fund, visit kidney.org slash innovation fund. That's kidney.org slash innovation fund. Hi, I'm Kevin Longino. I'm the CEO of the National Kidney Foundation. Uh, my personal experience with kidney disease is I'm a kidney transplant recipient. My family has dealt with kidney issues their whole life. Uh, my maternal grandfather died at age 41 in 1953. I never met him. My mom was a teenager. Uh, she dealt with kidney issues all her life and was on dialysis for the last eight years of her life. Um, and even now my brother has got some issues with kidney disease. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a kidney transplant 18 years ago. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so committed to the National Kidney Foundation. I'm engaged with the National Kidney Foundation. I started as a volunteer, then became an, a, a, an aggressive and, and active volunteer and then found my way to, the, to be the leader and the CEO. And I, it's an honor and a privilege to work with National Kidney Foundation and represent so many thousands of kidney patients uh, that need help and need support. One of the great things about my job is I get to meet fantastic people that are also trying to address the issue of kidney disease, specifically in the area of transplant, which is near and dear to my heart. And so today I'm here with Kathleen St. Jean. She is the co-founder and chief commercial officer of 34 Lives. 34 Lives is a new organization which is committed to saving and dramatically improving the lives of more than 100,000 individuals that are currently waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. 92,000 of those 100,000 are waiting for kidneys, which is where we come in. So welcome, Kathleen. Kevin, thanks so much for having me today. Great to start 2023 off with you. Um, you know, Chris Jane's co-founder and my partner, CEO, are extremely thankful for the investment from uh, the NKF Investment Fund. Um, most importantly, we're thankful for the fund's investment, but the partnership with NKF, you and your team. I come from a different type of background than yours. I spent 29 years of my life uh, working for Merck Pharmaceuticals, so I have tremendous experience in the healthcare space. A couple years ago, Chris and myself were mission focused on making changes in the organ transplant space when I left Merck. And so we are committed to the lives of people that are waiting every day for a transplant. And actually, that's where 34 Lives come in, isn't it? We started off as a different name, 
but through the process, we changed our name so that we could fight for the patients every day that are waiting. So glad to be here. Good to have you. I think, you know, one of the great things about my job is I get to work with fantastic people and you and Chris are fantastic. And we're so happy to be supporting you and supporting uh, 34 Lives. And we're really excited about what's going to happen uh, with the organization uh, once it gets up and running. The National Kidney Foundation has long been committed to increasing the number of transplants and the availability of organs, either from living donors or from deceased donors. And I, like many patients, are really frustrated, sometimes outraged, to learn that a lot of potentially viable organs are unused each year. And in fact, that number appears to be going up. So Kathleen, maybe you could spend a little time talking to us about how pervasive this problem is. How does it affect people that are waiting for a kidney? And really kind of set us up for how 34 Lives is really going to try and address the problem. So let's talk about the pervasiveness of the problem. And it's literally reflected in the name of our company. I had mentioned that we changed our name um, through the process. And 34 Lives represents the number of patients every day in this country that are removed from the organ transplant list because they're either too sick to transplant or they die. So our name is truly reflective of one of the issues that we're faced with every day. The other thing that you mentioned is over 100,000 patients that are on the wait list and 92,000 of them are kidney recipients. So what we also don't uh, often talk about is that the average time on the wait list is six years. So what are those patients doing in the meantime? A majority of those patients are on dialysis, which is grueling, time consuming, and really negatively impacts the quality of life for these patients. So there's a lot of dynamics that are going on just in just those few numbers. But then if you take it down to the local numbers, meaning understanding what's happening yearly around unused or discarded kidneys, discarded kidneys continue to increase over the last 20 years. So now let's look at last year, 8,100 of them were unused or discarded, which meant they had the intent to go to a recipient, the donor gave the gift, and somewhere along the process, it never made it to the recipient. And then add to that, there were over 900 new donors that were added into the organ transplant space last year. So we have a continued increase of discard or unused kidneys. We have more donors that are donating so all these numbers can be so overwhelming and daunting to the problems that we're faced every day. And so if you're a patient, um, if you're somebody that's uh, faced with this, and the, the basic question is, what is the main reason? Why are kidneys being discarded? And it's because the transplant centers have viewed that kidney as having some type of questionable function. That basically means that there's a concern that the kidney won't function properly in the recipient. So basically what you're saying is the number of unused kidneys is growing uh, and, and growing at a rapid rate. Yet the fundamental issue that needs to be addressed is that transplant surgeons or transplant centers, when they're offered that kidney, are unclear about the condition of the kidney or they, or they have some concerns about the condition of that kidney and they don't want to pass that risk onto their patient. So the real issue is trying to understand the quality of the kidney that's being offered as well as the quality kidney they're going to receive once it makes it through the logistics and transit process. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, everything is based on time. Everything is based on 
the, the clock ticking to ensure that this donor gift gets to the recipient. And so there's a lot of factors that are coming into play and people are having to make very quick decisions in a very short period of time. And I think that is where 34 lives come in because, you know, we believe that our mission will be driven to focus on increasing time, resetting that clock, being able to make sound decisions. Because in that short amount of time, those transplant centers or surgeons have to make those questions, yes or no. We've heard stories over and over again, give you an example, an an OPO will call a transplant hospital and they'll decline or will not accept that kidney. Our CEO, Chris Janes, also comes with extensive experience and knowledge in lung perfusion. So he started perfusion with lungs and built the technology and the equipment to do ex vivo lung perfusion. We're going to take that experience, that expertise, that knowledge and apply that. And of course, every organ is different, but we're going to apply some of those knowledges and expertise and focus on kidney transplant. So why 34 lives? We have the team, we have the expertise, but most importantly, we have the aspiration hope to focus on the patient. We believe that we can honor each organ, each donor, each recipient to ensure that we get as many of these discard or unused kidneys to the right recipient in the right amount of time. So Kathleen, for those that are listening and may not know, could you just give us a quick snapshot of what do we mean when we say perfusion and perfusing an organ? Kevin, that's a great question. Essentially, it's bathing the kidney in a liquid with oxygen to keep it alive once it's out of the body. And this allows us to be able to sustain, show and assess the viability, the health, and most importantly, extend the life of the kidney. So let's look at the current conditions right now in the United States. We have a finite amount of time. Everything is about beating the clock from the time the donor is identified to the recipient. This is really important. We don't have a lot of time. In this country, people feel comfortable with a kidney being out of the body for no more than 20 or 24 hours. That is it. So think about the complications of making all this happen in less time, you know, in that amount of time, 20, 24 hours. But if you look at other countries, they go a little bit longer. Some of those countries double their time. So what our mission is at 34 Lives is to be able to extend the viability timeline to increase the odds of getting the right organ to the right patient at the right time. And it's as simple as that. It's like resetting the clock and being able to ensure that this kidney that has been identified as some as a kidney that will not get placed with a recipient to bridge that timeline. We have great ideas about making these kidneys better, but really the short-term mission and focus of us is to get those 8,100 kidneys to a recipient in a timely manner. So Kathleen, help, help the audience understand a little better what 35 Lives is doing specifically or differently than what's being done today. So why 34 lives? So let's start with the leadership team that um, is a part of 34 lives. We have over a hundred plus years experience in transplantation, healthcare, policy, um, technology, 
transportation. So we come with a leadership team that has a very uh, extensive background experience. My partner, Chris Janes, he's been in this industry for 30 years. You know, so we have a lot of experience in this space. The other thing that I want to bring up of why 34 Lives is because when we look at our backgrounds and experiences, they definitely influence the direction that we're going to take. So in this country, it's approximately 20 to 24 hours that a kidney can be out of the body that our country feels comfortable with. So what are we going to do differently? We are going to first use a warm perfusion versus a cold perfusion. That is really important because this extends the preservation. It gives us more time to give an assessment. Number two, what's important is, is that we're going to use a different platform and it's going to be new and it's exciting and it allows for a better assessment, additional information for organ function. For example, with the investment money from NKF, we were able to get a state-of-the-art microscope. Why is this important? In the world currently today, it takes hours to get results on biopsies. What we can do is do it in minutes. So this is why we help the clock. We give more time. And then finally, one of the things that we're gonna, we can talk about um, uh, today is the transportation issue. 34 Lives made an intentional investment in going to Purdue University. Why do we go to Purdue University? It's centrally located. It has an airport. It has a fantastic school. And it has a team that is very, very supportive of the work that we're doing. So if we look at beating the clock, we have to make sure that we control the transportation and logistics. They have offered planes for us to be able to take that kidney from our facility to the recipient. So those are the things that we're doing to beat the clock, to change the time, to reset, to give more opportunity. Well, that's great. So in short, uh, if you're assessing the kidney function differently, you're giving the surgeon a more accurate picture of what the organ looks like and you're doing it faster. At the same time, you're, you're extending the life and taking away this, this barrier of 24 hours. Is that correct? Because when we talk about time, this is something that we believe at 34 lives, we can help influence, as I've mentioned. But let's just talk about December 2022. What happened? Southwest Airlines, their entire system goes down. Flyers are stranded for weeks at a time. And what people don't realize is that kidneys are not on a charter airplane where they're going to their destination. They are usually in the cargo, in the bottom of a commercial flight getting from the donor to the recipient. So 20 to 24 hours in a system that where an entire airline has shut down or mechanical or short staff or weather can have huge complications and many times has a huge influence on this burden of getting this kidney to the recipient at the right time. And so where 34 lives come in is that that 24 hours doesn't mean as much because if we're going to be able to extend that time and give that organ the opportunity to continue to assess its health and have that opportunity for us to reset the clock, this will be a huge benefit and will help with the challenges that are faced with, with transportation and logistics. So Kathleen, as you've been talking to transplant centers and transplant surgeons and other key decision makers, 
they're going to be on the other side of this organ offer. Um, what are you hearing from them about their concerns around safety or any other thing that, that we could share? Yeah, we've been having a lot of conversations with transplant surgeons, telling them what we're doing and how we're going to be doing it and how we can work with our transplant surgeons. I think the biggest thing that we hear is that they want information. They want to understand that it's safe. They want to know that survival rates can be more predicted, right? And we remind them that it will take time. However, the great news is, is that we're not recreating the wheel. We're bringing innovation to the United States that exists and is being used in other places. So let's reflect on my past comments that I talked about with Chris Jane, CEO's past experience with lung perfusion. Why is this important? Because the technology and the work that we're going to be doing at 34 Lives is going to be in the similar space of other organs like lungs. And what we know to be true is that they have been doing lung perfusion for over 10 years. And what we know based on the data is that patients receiving a warm perfused lung had the same initial and one year outcome as those receiving standard donor lungs. This has a lot of credibility when we talk with the transplant surgeons. They appreciate that. They like that Chris has that background and the experience, and they are comfortable taking these ex vivo out of the body lungs um, as a standard approach of care. That's really important. The second thing is, is that warm perfusion is not done in this country, but our neighbors are doing it. Canada, Europe, and they've been doing this for many years. And they also have seen equally good results compared to standard kidney transplant. So the great news is, is that there's precedent. This is not something new, completely new that people are uncomfortable with. So what we're hearing from the surgeon is we want the data. We want to see how effective and how safe this is. But they feel really comfortable that there has been precedent. So that's really the great news with what we're doing is that we believe that we can come to the community much more quickly versus having a brand new product that nobody was familiar with. So Kathleen, we've talked a lot about perfusion. And so for those that are listening that may not know, could you just give us a quick snapshot of what do we mean when we say perfusion and perfusing an organ? Kevin, that's a great question. Essentially, it's bathing the kidney in a liquid with oxygen to keep it alive once it's out of the body. And this allows us to be able to sustain, show and assess the viability, the health, and most importantly, extend the life of the kidney. So Kathleen, as a patient myself, and as the head of a patient advocacy organization, uh, what does this mean for patients? What, are they, what do they need to know? And what does this mean for them ultimately? So let's go back to the number that we talked about earlier today. 8,100 kidneys were unused or discarded in 2022. So what does this mean to the patient? We're going to extend the life of the kidney to ensure that as many of those kidneys can be transplanted moving forward with 34 lives. So Kathleen, basically what you're saying is more kidneys are going to be available for transplant, uh, fewer kidneys are going to go unused, and we're going to help alleviate the long waitlist times. Absolutely. 
So Kathleen, we've been working together for a while and we've talked to a lot of people in the transplant community uh, about what about what's going on. And so what are you hearing? I mean, you've talked to a lot of different stakeholders in this group and what's kind of the general response you're getting about the need to change as well as just the response to the product itself or the solution itself? Kevin, it's been really interesting. No matter who we talk to in the space, healthcare professionals, patients, potential donor families, policy folks, government, everyone agrees that the time has come for some change. The question is, is there truly a willingness to change? Is everyone prepared to go to the old ways and say, you know what, we need to incorporate new ways? And the feedback has been very positive. People are on board on what we're doing, what we're talking about, and they're really, really excited. So complete strangers that we meet at the airport get excited. They want to help. Um, Patients that are waiting, we hear their stories, how important this is. We talk to the OPOs, the organ procurement organizations, and they are like, we will send you every kidney that does not get picked up by a transplant center. And then we're talking to the transplant surgeons and they're excited about new opportunities. So everyone is excited and you're seeing the change in the culture. It feels like the time has come, the time is right. In fact, this year's Grammy Awards went to Bonnie Raitt, which was all about the experience and the story of a life that was impacted with organ transplants. Well, I would agree with you there. I think we're seeing the same thing uh, in our travels, as we talk to different people in the transplant community and and outside the transplant community, uh, you like like me, our phones were probably blowing up. Uh, my phone certainly was blowing up after Bonnie Raitt won the won the award. At the same time, uh, it's very very common uh, these days to hear a, a really good story on the local news about living donation and how particularly altruistic donation. And sadly, there's just not enough living donors out there to really make a difference. And that's why this this project, this this business that you guys just started at 34 Lives is so important. We just don't have enough living donors yet, and we don't have enough kidneys coming from deceased donors. So, You know, Kathleen, we talked about this before, but health equity is a central part of everything we do at the NCAP. We are constantly looking for ways to address uh, disparities in health, access to health care, and, you know, we don't simply see the health equity issue like many people. We don't see the health equity issues as simply an issue of disadvantaged communities or urban populations versus suburban populations. But we see it as urban versus rural. And what what that what is keeping people from having fair and equitable access to the treatments they need? And in CAF, we believe everybody that wants a kidney should get a kidney. And and so how does. 34 lives really fit into the to the larger question of health equity. Chris and I believe that health equity can be reached with the work that we're doing by increasing the number of organs available to potential recipients. So we've talked about a couple really important items today. One of them is the race against time and against the clock. And the other is that there are so many unused kidneys not making to the recipient. So regardless if you live in an urban area or a rural area, we believe with 34 lives by extending the time and being able to place more kidneys with recipients, we will naturally address the health equities 
issues that this country faces, regardless if you're in urban or in your rural America. So Kathleen, I think what you're saying is this, that rural communities are often served by transplant centers that are small or smaller. And based on the time limitations they're facing today, they can't take advantage of a kidney that's being offered because they can't afford to go beyond the 24 hours. And by extending the life of those kidneys, they're going to have more choices and they're going to have more access to more kidneys. And that's going to address the unused population, but it's also going to allow people in the rural communities to be able to participate at a higher rate on the transplant list. Would you agree? Absolutely. I don't think you could have said it any more clear. And I think it summarizes exactly what we're focused on. So Kathleen, as you know, we at the NKF, we spend a lot of time both reactively and proactively helping people navigate the transplant system. In a, in a proactive measure, we do it through our Big Ask, Big Give programs, our Kidney Learning Center, uh, particularly our first steps to transplant module. We do it reactively through our hotline, through our patient uh, navigator program, through our online communities. We're, we're helping people really understand what their choices are in the transplant system and also how to navigate it. What, what kind of things that, that are you think important for a patient to know uh, based on your experience and your own experience in trying to understand the transplant community and how it works? You know, Kevin, I think what's really important is that this is not easy. It can be very overwhelming. It is very, very difficult to navigate this transplant system and understand what you need to do on your own behalf, especially if you've never been in healthcare. There are many folks that work in this space that have a hard time navigating it. So I think the work that NKF is doing is absolutely invaluable. It helps people be able to have the information that they need to make informed decision, but let's not sugarcoat it. It is not easy. And we know that knowledge is power, but you have to be surrounded by the right people that can understand this, that can help you get through this. So I think NKF is invaluable with this process, but we still have to acknowledge that it is a heavy lift and it is overwhelming and it can be very difficult. And that's why at 34 Lives, we believe that it is so important to give more time and to find and build relationships just like we have with NKF to make sure that it's easier for patients. Well, you know, Kathleen, I agree. I mean, that's exactly why we set up the investment fund, right? We believe there's a lot of technologies that need to make it to the market on behalf of patients. It's a complicated system. We've got a lot of good people in the transplant community that are really trying to do the right thing. And yet there's all these limitations in their way. And we are trying to systematically knock down every one of those limitations, whether you're whether you're a transplant center, an organ procurement organization, a recovery hospital, a regulator, a payer, or a patient, we want to help you navigate the system and make it a better system so we can get more transplants. And, and people that are not having a fair and equitable access to the wait list, or once they're on the wait list, have fair and equitable access to a transplant, we want to alleviate that. We want to level the playing field. So we're really excited that our idea of the innovation fund has really found itself to 34 lives and that 34 lives is really embodying the mission of what we're trying to accomplish with the innovation fund and, and with the NKF at large. So very excited about what we're going to do here. 
So on that note, what's the next step for 34 Lives? Well, before we get there, I want to just say that this investment fund has been invaluable to 34 Lives. I want people to understand that NKF believed in us before most people believed in us. So this investment has allowed us to proceed with our work much more quickly than we would have been able to without this kind of support. I mean, bottom line, we have accomplished more in the last year than most people ever thought that we could have done. So Kevin, in 2023, we are laser focused on the regulatory clearances for our clinical operations. We want to ensure that we get all our clinical validations, our studies all wrapped up so that we can go into transplanting kidneys into real patients. 2024, we're looking to expand our footprint. Currently, we are at Purdue University and we want to have multiple locations across the country. Well, Kathleen, thank you again for being a part of this podcast. Uh, I can just honestly say it's been a joy and a privilege and an honor to work with you and Chris. It's been so much fun to talk about what your aspirations were a couple of years ago, uh, see you get the site, see you start up the lab, see you go through the early stage of this clinical trial. Um, I, I'm so optimistic for what 34 Lives is going to be able to do. I know every time I talk to people about what we're doing with the Innovation Fund and what we're doing with 34 Lives, uh, people get excited to hear it. Patients get hopeful and positive. And it's just a great story that what you and we are doing together for patients. Uh, I, I, I just want to thank you again. And I really hope that you can come back in a future podcast and tell us about the progress that, that you've made. Uh, and and keep us posted. Kevin, thank you so much for all your support through this process. We are privileged to work with you and your organization and your team. And we are excited about the opportunities and what's going to happen with our collaboration. And so we can't thank you enough. We look forward to giving more updates and letting you know all the great things that are going to be happening. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Do you have any questions? Email us directly with your comments and suggestions at nkfpodcasts at kidney.org. We hope you will join us next time. And from all of us at NKF, we wish you good health.